Mr. Michael Israel, thank you for joining me today. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing well. <laughs> it's good to hang out. Absolutely. I haven't seen you in ages. It's been a while. The last live event I was at with you, I think it was about 10 years ago in Charlotte. Yeah, that's too long. I know. We've got to get you to come out to Colorado now, though. Yeah. Well, it's getting crazy right now. I'm getting calls like every day and emails and stuff. So uh, I, I thought I was going to retire. Then I decided semi-retired. <laughs> and now I don't know what's going on anymore. I know 10 years ago you were eyeballing retirement. Now 10 years later, you're, it's still there. Well, you know, it's uh, the traveling really takes its wear and tear on you, and uh, I've done a ton of it. Um, so, you know, I have some things I want to kind of do for myself, and uh, people don't realize how much time and effort goes into a five-minute painting. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I can imagine. If someone hasn't seen your work before, the live experience at Michael Israel, you're a perform is a performance painting the best way to like live experience painter? What would, what would be the descriptive uh, words you would use? You know, I either call it a story painter or live action art. I mean, it's an experience is the best way to describe it. You know, it's uh, the media coined it speed painting. And I think that is so lame and novelty uh, to call it that because so much more. I agree. I was actually just watching the video on your website when you're doing the hero painting again. And I was just like, it just brought back all the memories of being at your show. Because if, if you haven't been there, at least as like a non-artist person is the descriptive of it. It's like you're kind of wondering what you're painting the whole time till about a, maybe a minute left or so where you're putting the final touches on. And usually you have this really great reveal when you turn the art, maybe, you know, 90 degrees, 180 degrees. And you go like, oh, it's, you know, Superman, Batman, a firefighter. You know, it's Muhammad Ali. It's Einstein. It's, you know, because you're the whole time I'm going like, what's he painting? And then it's yeah, like, yeah. It's, some of them are just a lot of fun and some are really emotional. And yeah, I can see in the audience, you know, where everybody's like curious what it is. And then they're like, oh, my gosh. And then all of a sudden it's emotional and the tears start <laughs> running down their face. And they're, oh, look at the little child oh. and the, the firefighter. Or, you know, like, and like other ones like Freddie Mercury is just always a blast. And when they realize they're digging the music, you know, yeah. and when they realize that painting, it's like they're goners. Or, or, you know, even the Statue of Liberty, people that didn't think they were patriotic find they have a little tear running down their eye and their, their hearts pounding and they're like, oh, my God, you know, proud to be an American kind of thing, you know. So it's, it's really cool to, to do what I do. And I've, I've been side by side with the, you know, motivational coaches and speakers and things at major conferences and stuff, including Tony Robbins and Dr. Yeah. Phil and those. And these guys have like 45 minutes or an hour to really – supercharge this audience of like 10,000 people. And usually I have like seven minutes, but <laughs> I get a certain innovation every time. Absolutely. You, know? and, and, you. People go nuts over it because what I paint, uh, if I, you know, if I get my uh, demographics right and my message right, it's more like they're looking in a mirror at what's reflected inside them. So it really uh -huh. touches the soul. No, I can, that make that's a good way to describe it. And you talked about like a lot goes into that five, seven minutes. Like some of these paintings you've painted obviously numerous times to sort of what's it take? Well, the actual painting is not that big a deal, but crafting the painting, it's like crafting a novel. Yeah. You know, it, sometimes it's, you know, whether it's the chicken and the egg or the image yeah. or the music story, you know, somebody might tell me about a cancer patient uh, and then. I'll hear a song or I'll have a vision or there might be some world event, you know, like 9-11 mm -hmm. or the tsunami. You know, I have pieces for that or the Gulf uh, 
oil spill. I have pieces that uh, helped uh, with that. And, uh, pieces on autism, pieces on pediatric cancer, and there's various, um, what's the word? Uh, there's no direct process, but something will, will touch me. It'll make the hair stand up on the back of my neck. will make my heart pound in my chest, and then I'll expand upon that and create the performance. And then, and then there's weeks, maybe even months of uh, choreographing it, figuring out how it's yeah. going to come to life. It looks like I'm spontaneously painting something, but it's like a dance. It's choreographed. I know when you're going to go, what the hell is this guy doing? <laughs> when you're going to go, oh, my God, you know, or when you're going to cry or when you're going to turn your head, try to figure it out, you know. And, those, and, then, and then if I'm doing multiple paintings, there's a synergy. Between, even It might seem like a very eclectic mix, like Albert Einstein, Muhammad Ali, yeah. Marilyn Monroe, a child with cancer, you know, but there's a methodology behind each one. There's music and lyrics that sort of help communicate the message. Uh, I'm interacting with the audience. They're interacting with me. And it's, you know, people, well, you, you say yeah. 10 years ago, you saw the event, you, you remember it, oh, you yeah. feel it, you're energized by it. You know, I have people that contact me, you know, from 20, 30 years ago. Oh, we just had this Senator over our house. So we just had a party and everybody was crazy about the piece and we told them the story and you know so this creates like a, a a memory i think when people buy the artwork they're, they're not buying a painting they're buying a, a, a piece of their own history they're buying the experience that they oh, want to yeah. keep with them and experience so i like the term it's, you it's a cool thing absolutely i like the term you use there it's kind of i think like planned spontaneity or for like the for the fan the person sitting there it's like it doesn't look like it's planned but for what you're doing, it's like, like you said, it's very choreographed. You know when you're doing it. It's like live music, but an art because you've practiced well, the song. It's kind of like before. the universe, you know, the chaos theory or the Big Bang or whatever, you know. <laughs> I'm sure there was a plan there somewhere. <laughs> you know. There's some intelligent Although design. It's like everything else. When I, when I do uh, corporate lectures and, and university and college lectures, you know, I talk about how you, you start out with this great plan, you have this vision for what this is going to be. And it's like doing a painting, you know, mm -hmm. you kind of sometimes know what you want to do unless you're doing abstract or yeah. whatever, you know what you want to do. You start doing it. It doesn't look anything <laughs> like what you want. Your business plan went to hell. You went over yeah. budget. You, you know, this, this thing you're inventing is never going to happen, but you keep at it. You keep throwing stuff at it. And eventually this, masterpiece materializes so that that's kind of what you know and there's a lot of messaging in what i do you know when, it, no. when i'm doing charitable things it's just about how you can help and how you can empathize with what's going on um you know so there's there's so much i mean there's so much that can be communicated in art no absolutely we talk about the charitable events you've got a really cool program you've developed over the years to help the right nonprofits. uh tell me a little bit more yeah, how you did it well, it all kind of happened by accident when I started, uh, you know, well, I've always donated. In fact, I went bankrupt at one point for giving too much away. That's uh, a whole other <laughs> interview. All right, uh, we'll put that one uh, in the file for later. But, you know, I would do like these mega corporate shows for thousands of people for like, say, a major bank. Mm -hmm. And the 
people in the audience would hit up the CEO and the president and go, oh, yeah, you got to auction that for charity. And they'd start the auction going. And then the CEO and the president would jump in and start bidding. And then they realized <laughs> they cut everybody else off. And then they go, okay, no, you take it and, and we'll just match it. And then they go to the, the charity and hand them a check for 100, 200 grand. And the charity's like, wow, this is great. What's this for? <laughs> well, we had this artist guy, you know. And, and so then they call me up and they go, hey, can you do that again? <laughs> you know. So, so initially, I was like, "Yeah, you know." So, in in the industry, in the entertainment industry, or whatever, there's a certain discount that agencies get. Mm-hmm. So, for charities, I kind of doubled that. But after a while, with the prices my artwork was going for, and the prices I was getting just to show up for an appearance, it was still completely out of their range. So, we we came up with a program called Works for Charity that we award a handful of charities each year. Uh, basically a free show and yes there's expenses because there's flights and hotel and production and this and that and the other thing but uh, we put in place a guarantee that basically says look if the artwork doesn't raise enough then we'll just pay the expenses because the artwork always so the charities have no no risk involved and uh, you know they walk away with 10,000 to uh, I've done 400,000 at some events so it's it's been it's been pretty nuts and another uh benefit for the charities not as much for me <laughs> is you know uh, my collectors will find out and sometimes i'll even invite them because i feel uh, it's uh, not being honest if uh, like you want to buy a piece yeah. from me and it's fifty thousand in my studio and i say but you know i am doing this charity event in oshkosh uh if you want to come out to it you might get a steal so you know a lot of my clients do that you know coach p yeah, he's, I was gonna, he's gonna well, be my reference there yeah, yeah, he's been all over the country. He's got dozens of my works, the whole floor full. Oh, uh, yeah. And he's basically, you know, he, you know, as a financial advisor, he's smart. He's stolen everyone. <laughs> <laughs> and if the, the bidding's going low at a particular event, because it's not like we invite all art collectors. It's yeah. it's for the charities, yeah. whoever they invite. But he'll he'll buy out the whole show sometimes. <laughs> if you, if you know, know about Coach Pete. Get like four or five paintings for less than you know one would cost retail. Yeah, if you know anything so, about Coach uh, Pete, he yeah. doesn't pay retail. <laughs> yeah, well, he's, you know he's he's a sharp he's a sharp guy. You know no, what can I, I say? Absolutely. I've got a few more like I got I got one guy flies his private jet and probably spends more on you know jet fuel and parking and pilots and all that, <laughs> and refuses to purchase when the bidding goes high because he's maybe seen it at some other events where it's a little lower. So he's he's missed out on a lot of good pieces. <laughs> they like, that's just his thing. They, they like the game of it. The challenge. It's like going to a gas station. You're like, oh, it's so, 10 cents uh, cheaper here. Yeah, so I bring a lot of my collectors. You know, they, 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 they won't pay my studio price and wind up giving it to a charity, you know, which is, which is great. Yeah. You know, so my work's doing good. And other events, like a recent event, I invited some people, and one of my collectors spent 18000 oh, wow. on other events. And actually, Coach Pete does that. He runs around with his black card and buys up everything <laughs> in sight. So That's what he did every at the charity. Yeah, well, also in Boca, well, I, I was just speaking to one of the charity executives, and they, said, you know, when's Coach Pete coming back? Are you going to invite any other collectors? You know, <laughs> because you know they, they buy more than the charities' constituents do. Right. So then, going like how you've done this to help raise, I don't know how many millions over the thirty years of doing this you ha- that you have. Like, what have you? What would you tell someone that wants to get into the art industry similar to you? Like to go, what's what are you going to tell the next well, generation I mean, of artists? 
you know, you gotta you gotta do your own thing because you know I I mean I get emails and, and letters from other artists going, you know, I do what you do, but I can't, nothing's working, you know. And uh, I remember one year I, I was doing this huge event for the firefighters and the police um, safety council at, in um, I want to say Fort Wayne, Indiana. Okay. But uh, so anyway, uh, a um, school reached out to me and said that they have another artist who's a big fan of mine doing a live event for them like the night before mine and you know would I come out he's he's a big fan it would mean the world to him you know they want to surprise him and I thought sure why not I even came out and I had a little hero award to give him oh, since cool. he was trying to do something good and you know they announced him uh, you know and I was waiting kind of in the room and there was like people just milling around a few people left and there wasn't very many people even came out and I'm like uh-oh Am I in the wrong town for this? Do people not oh, like no. artwork? Or whatever? And, you know, he didn't see me and nobody knew I was really there. And and the show started, you know, and he's doing kind of like the motions that I do and the music's playing and the artwork is, you know, it's coming out. It's, I, I saw what it was ahead of time and other people were starting to recognize it. But there was not like a tremendous amount of excitement and all that. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, my God, what did I get myself into in this town, you know? And uh, then they did the auction, and I think it went for maybe $800. Wow. Um, it, wasn't, it wasn't much. I mean, it wasn't yeah. not enough to pay for materials and the paint and whatever, you know? And uh, then afterwards, you know, he got his little, like, golf clap, <laughs> and... I was like going, yeah, <laughs> trying to encourage him, pump his tires up. And then they introduced me and the whole room was in an uproar. And I'm like, how do they even know me? You know, cause mostly I've been like hidden when I, I did so many corporate events and things yeah. where it wasn't marketed. And when NBC or someone would call me to do like TV, I go, well, what do you pay? And they're like, no, it's, it's, it's free exposure, you know, or you get uh, after rate. And I'm like, no, I get fifty thousand and up for the show. I'm not going out, not flying out and spending days so you can have a free show. You know, right. you get paid for this. You know, and you're not a charity. <laughs> you know, so, so I didn't do a lot. You know, now I'm thinking maybe I should have done some of it because I'd have a, even more recognition. But you know, whatever. Uh, but anyway, I had no clue how anybody even knew me. But there was a big uproar. I presented them the award and all that. But I'm still thinking to myself. This show in this like 3,000 seat theater that I was helping underwrite for the firefighters and the police mm -hmm. and all, uh, which they told me they hadn't been able to sell too many tickets because they were busy fighting floods, doing this and doing that, and it was all on them to do. I'm thinking, oh my God, this is going to be such a disaster. You know, it's going to be the first failure of my career. And I get there, and the place is just jam packed. We sold out every single piece. Oh, that's it was awesome. nuts. And then at the end, this is this is like the magic thing. This little girl uh, couldn't have been, I don't know, maybe she was eight or nine at the time. She goes up to the stage and she tugs at the auctioneer's, uh, tugs at his leg, and he bends over and she whispers in his ear and he helps her up on the stage and he says, um, this little girl would like to thank the man that saved her life because she had been a oh. bad burn victim. And then he talks to her a little bit more and says, well, tell me about you. And he finds out that she sings. And he says, well, would you sing something for us? So she sang, I got the music in me. 
and she brought the house down. Aww. It was just an amazing moment. And I got to talk to her parents later, and I found out how they were trying to get her confidence back and bring her back up. And the same for the family, because they all felt oh, yeah. horrible about the situation. So I wound up uh, paying for hotel rooms and bringing her out to another event I was doing, um, a huge one, uh, for a, uh, it's called FDIC for like 40,000 firefighters at the okay. RC Dome. In Indianapolis, and then I did a fundraiser for the Byrne Foundation that night. So I brought her out to sing again and be a part of that. And it was a, it was a good, uh, great, uplifting moment and everything. So there's so many magical things that's that awesome. happen. Uh, I guess that's karma, you know, in some way. No, so that that felt really good. No, very cool. If people wanted to like see where your shows are, is there a, there's a tour place on your website, or they can see how would they get a hold of where you're going to uh, be? Well, normally I put them on, on the website, but uh, it, since COVID, my webmaster has been like, long gone. Uh, so uh, we're, we're getting back to that. You know, it's, it's really, you know, I've got a very limited staff right now. I'm going to be needing to put some more people on. Okay. Uh, so it, it, when I don't actually produce the event, so it's really up to the charities oh, okay. to promote it. And then I will sometimes reach out to some of my collectors. That makes sense. Uh, you know, with a private email or something saying, hey, here's an opportunity to steal some more artwork, sing, see a show. And a lot of them come in a day early and we go out on the town and hang out, you know, have a good time. So it's uh, so it's and then after the show, I, it seems like I always wind up downtown somewhere at like three in the morning looking for somewhere that's got food. You know, because <laughs> it's a long night doing these shows. Oh, So I still remember the event from Charlotte. When you talk about like live action painting, it's not passive painting. You're up there. Like I was watching, like I said, the clip of uh, the when you did the hero painting that you have on your website. And his website it'll be in the link in the description, but it's michaelisrael.com if you're looking for it. But you did like a 360 yeah, it's jump. Kind of a cross be- yeah, it's a cross between like you know UFC That's and um, concert. You know, and Blue Man Group, only it ends up being a painting that you're going, oh, my God, that looks pretty good. You know? I was like, yeah, it's like you get a fight in a fight with a canvas, it almost looks like. Less therapy. Oh, I've snapped inch-thick candles and brushes in half while I'm painting and gone clean through the canvases <laughs> sometimes. And it's like really heavy-duty stuff. So I, I get in the zone and oh, I, yeah. the audience is cheering with me. And it's it's just a really cool thing. I remember when you were up here in Casper area, about that was about eight years ago or so for an event. And yeah. I think you had just as much paint on you at the end as the uh, canvas did. I think you could auction your oh, shirt yeah. off and, at the and time. The clothes and stuff. Yeah, yeah. They've gone for like sneakers have gone <laughs> for five grand. Outfits have gone for thousands. And I think, were you at the one where we uh, did the karaoke version and I had, uh, I was painting uh, to Garth Brooks, Friends in Low Places. No. All the words up and everybody was singing along. I don't think that was me, but I wish it was. I want to oh, go man, to that one. That was that was a really good one. I really enjoyed that. You know, it was it was a second or third event with with them, and uh, they said like, let's just do whatever you want to do, kind of thing, because it's been working so well. And I said, I want to try karaoke with it, let everybody sing along too, and and that was a lot of fun. That is incredible, Michael. I really enjoyed the time. I really appreciate it. Is there any parting thoughts here uh, before I let you go? Uh, you follow your heart. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's awesome. So, Michael, I truly appreciate the time. Thank you so much. Looking forward to seeing you out there on the road again here. And if there's any way we can help you out, definitely let me know. Sounds good, man. Let's get together in the future. Absolutely. Come on out here. Denver's great. This, well, I'm going to say it's 12 degrees out here today. Let's wait till the spring at least. Yeah, 
let me, let me know when it warms up. <laughs> I don't know if it ever does sometimes.